0: Lovelies, it's Lola Shell, your internationally working, multi agency represented professional model and coach. And today we have something a little bit different going on inside of the podcast. I'm actually going to let you guys hear the interview that I had with a very special guest on my Instagram Live. We are going to take some time out today to start debunking modeling myths. Check it out. So, introduce yourself to the people, tell them who you are, what you do.
1: Alright, you guys, so I am Zania Spence. I am a high fashion runway editorial model, also commercial and print as well. But my favorite, favorite is runway. So, I have been on it for about six, going on seven years now, and Mm -hmm. this is the peak of everything. You know, I know we're all in quarantine and we're all stuck in our house, but I think it's the peak because you have time at home to Mm -hmm. do so much. I even did a photo shoot, like a little baby photo shoot with my brother at home. And I got people on City Trends like, girl yes
0: what? make the content get the bag
1: make the content so like while we're all at home as models let's just do something you know like take photos you some mm-hmm. little head all you need is a white background or something like that that's why I say right now is the peak and I think it's the peak because there's so much you can do at home and work on that could make you go up there more and more so,
0: that's um, what I'm talking about I,
1: Well, so I hope. And that's
0: why I love to do. All of that. I absolutely love it. I asked you to come on. Like after I thought about it, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this would be the perfect opportunity for you to come on, be seen by, of course, my audience, be re-seen when people watch the replay. Some people can't stay all oh, the time. It's fine. Yeah. But I felt like with your expertise as a model, um, being a model for six years, I think that's what you told me. That's a very long time. Six years, I'm seven. Yep.
1: I know. I know it's so long. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now, it's, mm-hmm. it hasn't been that you. This journey, it really hasn't. Mm-hmm. So for models that think, hey, you know, I'm gonna start, go ahead and start because it it's gonna be a rough and bumpy journey. Mm-hmm. Like there was times I stop, go ahead, stop, go ahead, and that's why it's prolonged so much for me to get where I'm supposed to go. But as mm-hmm. the person that's been through it, I'm gonna tell y'all I'm never to stop. Mm-hmm. Never stop. Keep going, going, keep going and push. Like it's gonna be hard. But mm-hmm. it's
0: gonna be hard. I absolutely love it. So I thought that because of your expertise, you know, being in it for so long, I thought you'd be the perfect person to help me debunk some modeling myths. Because surrounding becoming a model, getting into modeling, there's always these myths like, oh, you have to do this and you have to do that. And if you're like this, and you can't do that. And if you don't look like this, then you can't do that. And it's just like, whoo, so let's actually take some time. <laughs> and it's going to be like a popcorn. So because you're my guest, I'll let you go first with a myth that you know and have heard as a model, and then I definitely want you to debunk it, and then I'll go with a myth that I've heard as a model, and I'll debunk it, and then you know if if there's another way that you can support my debunking or I can de- support yours, yeah. we'll do that. Okay.
1: Let's keep the conversations go back and
0: forth. Exactly.
1: All right. So my first one is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. much, you're doing posing, you're also on run a runway show, you're walking and everything, and it can get kind of crowded back there with all the bottles and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So just make sure the property experience have water too.
0: Water will be your best friend. Best <laughs> uh, right now, yeah. off off camera, camera right here. We out here. Yes. We well, out here. Sure. <laughs> yes. So good. But yeah, that's one of my things that I just don't
1: fully believe
0: in when people say that. I feel that, and it's, it's crazy because models are the hungriest people like yes. we are the hungriest people I think I think that's what people don't understand it's like oh models shouldn't eat models don't eat trust me you you tell the all you' gonna pick up the check on her bill uh you will see that she will <laughs> spare no expense okay get your pockets ready before you do that all right
1: <laughs> there we go you can
0: definitely eat but
1: it's just the proper nutrients don't like you no know, big meal because then you're gonna look a little bit bloated in the yep. stomach i've been
0: there this time i had it going a wrong way to suck it in really quick not true so that's myth number one so yeah. myth number two coming from yours truly huh. is that you're too old to be a model and the reason that I didn't give an age is because literally there's somebody who's going to feel like at any age over like probably over 21, those are saying, oh, you're too old to model or you're oh, you're an old model. You can literally model at any age you want to because there's a space for everybody in the modeling industry. It might not be high fashion for everybody, you know, once you get to a certain age, but that doesn't mean that you can't do it. You know what I mean? Don't let age be the thing that holds you back from pursuing modeling. Mm -hmm. If you want to pursue it, go ahead and pursue it 100%, no
1: matter what age you are. And you actually took my number two. Oh! Yeah, Yeah. I was like, you were too too young to model. That's good. That's kind of
0: different because, you know, some people will age you out. So go ahead with the young one.
1: Yeah. So being that you're too young to model, you have models that's like growing up like the seven years old eight years old ten years old baby models
0: exactly
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. so people say oh you're still you're too young to model behind a camera watch me work hey so i just don't (laughs) see that at all i don't i've heard some of my friends say that oh they're too young i'm like yeah but at least they're not doing too much for their age you know what i mean they're keep in the age bracket so that's something that is also good as well
0: got you so My follow-up for that one is you are – I'm trying to be, like, delicate with it. It has to be – like, you're too large to model. Like, oh, you're too hippie. You have too much chest. Oh, you know, you're not a size four or two or zero. Like, I'm not going to say size doesn't matter, but there is a space for every size in this industry. And, again, it may not be – you know, your typical high fashion editorial models, but trust and believe there's a space for you in beauty and commercial and lifestyle and swimwear and fitness. Like there's a space for you, you just have to find it. And so when people get told like, oh, you look so nice, but you know, your hips are too big. It's just like, first of all, they might be too big for what you're trying to do or maybe your clothing or maybe your brand, but there's somebody out there that this look works for. You just have to find that person. Hey there, model. If you love what you are hearing so far, check out Model University. The best part is you can enroll for free. Sign up for your free model prerequisites, which includes model orientation with a list of free amenities at Model University, the free Modeling 101 textbook, how to make your first $1,000 as a model, and the free online Modeling 201 course for finding the money in your market. Check out the show notes below to enroll today.
1: There's so many categories that models can enter. Don't let what somebody says about this category just because of this and that. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that brings up to mine. since you have to have a perfect face to model. Ooh. That is my. <laughs> like when they say that, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie though. We got when I was mm-hmm. younger and I just started. They were like you have to have a perfect face. Like I'm the person that struggled with my insecurities. So like as you can see like i'm breaking out to be at home
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, stuff because i have a perfect face i got so insecure because i'm like oh gosh so i can't have this oh my gosh oh my gosh like i'm starting to think like all this other stuff but mm-hmm. like, again yeah, there's so many categories that you can do with modeling that and you know just certain things you use on your skin may work may not work so i just try different things so my skin got better i mm-hmm. never let that stop got so you. Like you have to have a perfect like perfect structure face. Really don't need the perfect structure face. <laughs> like, like, I mean, oh it's God. great. It's sure, but oh, you don't need it, need it. So don't feel insecure. If you're a model right now watching this, it's not feel insecure just because you see other models have this perfect eyebrows, perfect this, perfect cheekbones, everything. Mm-hmm. You can do it as you put your mind to it. And let me tell you.
0: And I got to say two things about that. One, retouching oh. saves a lot of people out here. So, don't be thinking that what you see is how they look. Okay. Because let them filters come off. Let those photographers drop that before and after. Let the retoucher drop that before and after. You start feeling a lot more confident about yourself. Okay. All right. And that's not to like shame somebody else's skin condition. It's just like what you see doesn't always, it's not always what it is. And so it gives you a false sense of what is versus what really is you might think that like literally somebody looks like this 24 7 when it's it's makeup it's retouching it's lighting it's editing it's all of that that gives you this polished finished look and so many people get discouraged because they're looking at how they look naturally compared to somebody's mm-hmm. literal edited professionally edited and retouched photo yeah crazy also yeah. like go ahead in my photos
1: like when retouched by mm-hmm. my amazing and there's shout out to me. if you're watching hey. right now. Hey. <laughs> but when I get my photos done by him him, it's like, okay, I see my skin, I'm like, oh, I get a little bit insecure. Now we all have our insecurities. Mm-hmm. But once I see the pictures, I'm like, oh wow, okay, like this retouch. It looks good. It looks different, you know. You don't know, I don't really see it that much. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel a little bit more confident. So retouching is a is a whole different subject as well regarding that, as the models and the face structure and everything. So what you see may ain't
0: what it is sometimes. Exactly. Also, not to kind of like down anybody or make anybody think that this is the only way they can get into it, but there's literal agencies for like non-attractive models. Wow, really? Yes. There are, they're like ugly they're agencies, so. and it's people who have things that the industry would deem like literally ugly, like a really disformed face, or, and this is not to like shame any how anybody looks, but sometimes yeah, people don't want like really nice and polished and commercial or extremely beautiful or uh, pretty ugly, they just want ugly, you know? So there's modeling agencies that represent people who are not aesthetically pleasing. So there's hope for everybody. <laughs> oh man, now speaking of agencies, um, something that, two things for agencies, two of mine. I know we have like three left each. Or after this one, we'll only have two left each. So my first one is something that I heard a lot. And it's that natural hair can't be luxury, can't be high fashion. And that got to me a lot when I first started out because you didn't see it. That was the thing. You didn't see natural hair associated with like the creme de la creme. Like you just didn't see it. You didn't see natural hair models ripping down the runway for Balenciaga or you know, Balmain or Chanel, you didn't see it. So like 10 years ago, that's like a nuance. And if you saw it, it was one. And normally it was short, short, very like Lupita vibe, almost bald. And that's all you got. You got two girls that look like that, one with a shortcut, one who was bald, and that was it. You didn't see anybody who had um, a size two afro, with 4C hair texture you or, or some curls, you know, with some hang time. You just didn't see it. It just wasn't, it wasn't correlated with high fashion, high standing, you know, high class luxury. You didn't see that. And so a lot of models begin to believe that. And I think that's a myth that should often be debunked extremely, extremely soon because you're now seeing like, um, there's a model named Janae. I forgot her whole handle, but her name's Janae. And I think she's the first... Black model to open up a Louis Vuitton Parisian runway like in wow. 150 years, like ever in like the history of Louis Vuitton. And it was like she had 4C hair, super, sh- uh, super short, but like a like you know, like a Gumby, it was like from like the 90s, it was like a yeah, yeah she had one yeah. of those going on, um, fair skin, but like she was black, black nose, black eye, like she's black, you know, and it's just like. To have somebody like that who represents somebody that you don't see on a runway, somebody that you don't see plastered across magazine covers, somebody you don't see in every campaign, it was just a very fresh start. And it's something that I think models today can look at and have and hold on to. Whereas literally 10 years ago, that like wasn't even a thing. It wasn't even, I'm not going to say possible, it just wasn't happening. So the yeah, myth. Exactly. The myth that you can't be natural and get, like, high fashion, luxurious campaigns and work is completely false because it's happening.
1: Yes. So jumping off what you
0: said, uh-huh.
1: i also coming back to another myth. When I started modeling back a couple years ago, it was not African-American, but dark-skinned women that mm. model. Okay, but it modeled, but it was hard to get into, you know what I mean? Got you, and when starting out, I was one of those models that felt a little bit insecure about that. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so it's gonna be much harder for us, and I'm like, mm, it's gonna be Ooh. hard. But again, I was at a young age, you know, yeah. I was like out of the hobble, and I was like 20 something. So back then, hearing all that and seeing all that, I was just like, oh my gosh, okay, so I would tried to think like what 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 can i do then you know mm-hmm. and it brought myself deep down at that point mm-hmm. there was an agency that i thought agency, yeah agency i had went into and this agency it didn't how do i say it didn't apply to my skin type skin mm. color as in makeup wise so learning makeup there it was like everything was for the caucasian side of everything you know and gotcha. it didn't it wasn't nothing bad about that of course that's good but at the same time what about the american people that's coming into modeling nowadays and the makeup and everything my very first photo shoot were with them and mm. the
0: makeup
1: wasn't applied to my skin type Ooh.
0: at good. so you were looking ghosty so yeah
1: so back then the myth of back then the myth of african-american women um being model or even being in high fashion industry mm-hmm. is a total myth we can do it it's happening now and we're it. Hey. Back then, I used to be like, "Oh, I can't do it," but now look at everybody He's slaying killing everything. Like, it, it's, it's a myth. So, if you're a young model right now, you see other women that maybe not your skin color just doing modeling and mm-hmm. killing it too. Don't get discouraged because that was that was me <laughs> yeah, <it's important. laughs> so.
0: I think I think a lot of um, I think a lot of models of color, especially black models. When you only had Naomi or Tyra, it made it very difficult for you to feel like you yeah. could be yourself and still be successful. And now we just have a yeah. bigger array of models to kind of like, you know, stick to like a ducky Thought or a Slick Woods. You just have a new age of Lenny Harlow, a new age of model that kind of gives you a range that you can now see yourself in. And it doesn't stop you from trying to yeah. be successful in the industry because you can see that it can be done. And you don't have to look a certain way or be a certain way. You can exactly. honestly just be successful. You know, Again, like you said, if you put your mind to it, and I say if you put your grind to it, and you know what you're doing, you know your why, your niche, and your market, and where you're trying to go, a lot of things can actually make it happen. All right, so that leads me to my second to last one. I know we only have one more, but um, you can't be successful without an agency. And I think that's a really big myth, but I'm gonna debunk it in multiple ways. So, you can be self represented and you can get enough work to pay your bills. You can get amazing contracts if you have a strong brand. And you can do all of that without an agency, but it will be difficult. Okay? It'll be difficult because you have to literally be your marketing department. You have to be your own scout you have to be your own accounting department you have to be your own trainer your own social media management expert you have to do all of that for yourself times 10 to build a brand for yourself put your name out there and work so it's going to be difficult but can you be successful yes you can be successful as a freelance model it's very possible but i know that to say If you have the right agency, it can be done a lot faster. You can get to a lot bigger checks a lot quicker because they have the access. There are some brands who will not look for models without representation. Okay? And that's the sad part. Unless you have like a humongous brand. And even at that point, if you have a super large brand, you'll probably have somebody managing you at that point. So... That still doesn't count as an agency because it's different. You know, you're not in a house with other models. You are literally being managed by one person who's your sole representative. Um, but again, you can be successful without being agency represented. Is it going to be difficult? Yes. But can it be done? Yes. That's why I think that's a really big myth because it. I mean, it, it is like saying that you could only be successful if you have an agency is not true at all. Like, I've gotten great jobs as a freelance model. Even when I have an agency, I've got those jobs based on my brand. So if I can do that based on my brand, you can do it based on yours as well. You know, it's just hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be hard. But it can be done. So you can be successful without an agency. So don't really feel like if you're not agency represented that you don't have a shot at this. You do. Okay. All right? That's me? I agree on
1: that. Mm-hmm. I agree on that. I do, I do. So I'm just to follow up with that. Yeah. Let's say that you are an independent model and mm-hmm. you're doing everything on your own. Mm-hmm. Are you? You're still able to get into an agency at a later point?
0: Correct. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay, but that would be a harder route to get into with the agency because again, you did everything on your own. Hmm. Or do you, do you feel like you need somebody to help you while you're doing while you're being independent, or can you just? you know, present a portfolio to that agency and be like, hey, this is what I got. Or do you feel like need somebody at the beginning stage of everything to help you out, to have that correct portfolio or pictures or whatever the agency is looking for?
0: So here's what I like to say. Uh, I'm gonna use myself, my journey as like a model as a good example. So when I first started out, I did a lot of freelancing. I didn't know my niche. I didn't know what my market was. I didn't know why I was modeling. I thought it was cool, it was great. I had a great time. And when I started to realize that models get paid to model, this is a career, and I started pursuing that, it is easier to get to your goal when you have guidance. And I know, like, speaking is like a coach, and I know that you coach, you coach mostly live. I coach mostly online, actually. So I have a virtual school, Model University. So with that, I help models kind of like organize themselves so that when they step to an agency, you're prepared. Because there's nothing worse than an agency either not seeing the vision or they can't see you within their you know, their ranks because what you're presenting to them isn't the best representation of you. Or you get an agency that could see your diamond in the rough, but now they want to charge you arm and a leg to develop you. So I try to take models into that sweet spot because if you have certain fundamentals, it makes it a lot easier for you to present yourself to a modeling agency and get represented without having to pay an arm and a leg. So going back to my personal story, when I first started, everything was all great. I ended up, through freelancing a lot, I ended up working with this management company that gave me a fresh portfolio. It was like maybe five to seven photos. They're really you know, basic, but very well shot. And I presented that to a boutique agency, not a Wilhelmina, not a Ford. I I went straight to a boutique agency and that agency liked my look, thought I'd be great on their roster, added me. I was able to start working on a small scale as a model getting paid while I was able to build my book because they didn't make it mandatory for me to reshoot anything or anything like that. But if I wanted to get booked more, I would need to build my portfolio. But at that point I now have an agent where I can say, Hey, I see that I haven't gotten booked for X, Y, and Z. Uh, Do you think that what photos do you need in my book? Now you have somebody that you can ask these things for free. That's not going to tell you something that's going to lead you astray because they want to book you because they want their commission. So, Um, with that being said, sometimes you have to take your take a you have to think about your why, you have to figure out your niche and your market. Once you have those three things, you need to make sure your portfolio reflects that. Even if it's just a couple photos in there, your digitals, you know, headshot, body shot, couple swimmer shots, mid shots, things like that, and then a couple of simple lifestyle or commercial shots, just to get you started. Depending on what type of model you are, once you have that. You can submit them to the biggest and baddest agencies in your area, but do not forget the smaller agencies, like the boutique agencies, the talent yeah. agencies, the mother agencies, mm-hmm. because they are more willing to develop you, accept you, develop you, and help you with your career than sometimes the bigger agencies that will just have you, sit you on a shelf, and you don't get work. So. Yeah. Yes,
1: girl. Yes, girl. <laughs> I that. Yes, yeah, I'm. You guys, if you're watching this now, you are a model. Definitely go online to a model university and check her. Because I'm telling you, being a model for so many years, you never stop learning. You You never stop learning. You never stop. And I did take a few courses
0: on there. I learned Mm -hmm.
1: so much. And I can tell you, it's helped me so much as well.
0: Thank you. I'm glad, you know, because I I feel like, I mean, coming from two models to a freelance at least one point in their careers, it's difficult Mm -hmm. with no guidance. With no guidance, and like you know, every time you want guidance, really, it's like it a really huge is. price tag.
1: It is, it's so difficult. <laughs> cool. It is. And I tell like my friends, I'm like, listen, you can definitely freelance model, but I'm going to let you know it, it's not going to be easy. And there's sometimes, again, I look at certain things in my life, like who I've worked with, and I'm like, oh my God, God, thank you. Thank you so much. Because I first never thought it could happen. Mm-hmm. So that's something as well. All right, so do you have any
0: more myths? Because I think I said all my myths already. I mean, I think we ended off on a really good note there. I mean, we had a very nice story time. We got really, like, intimate with, you know, keys to success there for our models out there, words of advice, words of wisdom. With the new normal in mind, we have a way for you to get model coaching from the comfort of your own home. Because you are a valued podcast listener, we want to give you access to Model Mastery, the membership program. Get details curriculum to help you build your modeling career. Check the show notes for a direct link to find out more and an exclusive discount. Oh, I love this. Is there anything else you want the people to know about you, where they can find you, what you're doing? Well,
1: well, well, well. <laughs> My Instagram, I have two Instagrams, so mm-hmm. I have a personal one. You know, personal, I could post random stuff and have my so if you want to go ahead and follow my model page, it is the official, the word official, mm-hmm. the word the, so the official. My first name, everybody gets this wrong, but my name is pronounced Dania. <laughs> but spelling-wise, it's D-A-N-I-A with my last name S-P-E-N-C. Mm-hmm. So if you want to follow my model page, go ahead. I'm very active on there. I'm super active. So mm-hmm. comment, like, everything, share. I will post you. I love supporting you.
0: I see that, and you are living testament to it. So, if you guys want to follow her, um, you can definitely. Her name is tagged the whole the official Zenia, right, right there, right it's there. Oh, and you pointed to it perfectly. Love it. Okay, and this has been debunking model myths. It has been a pleasure to have you on Thank this you. model talk.
1: Girl, I feel so honored. You don't get how honored I feel right now. Oh my like,
0: gosh. What? Oh my it goodness. Really so, um,
1: this is like another blessing in the Like, it's
0: you don't. Let me stop. You're gonna cry out here. I've already cried. You already saw me cry live, okay? You're not doing this again, okay?
1: But you know what, though? It's, it's not a bad thing to cry and show emotions. You guys, like, it's not a bad thing to cry and show mm-hmm. emotions. That shows that you really are passionate about what you're saying and things. it really means a lot to you. So, I you uh, just tell me how dedicated and how humble you are as a person and that even makes
0: me more happy and everything. So, keep going. And with that, that's that on that. This has been our first model talk on Model Mondays. Ah! Okay, tune in literally next week for another model talk. I don't know who the guest is going to be. I never know. I figure it's out as I go. But this has been our time with the illustrious. So go ahead and follow her when you can. And we will be seeing you guys again really, really soon. Bye.